Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to Club Pro Chatter Season 4, Episode 6. Today is the Luther Auto Pro Series Day, and Scotty and I are kind of trying something new. Scotty is going to be our producer today. He's got the uh, host computer, and I am in a wedding suite room. So, Scotty, we're getting creative with all this, and we're, we're having a lot of fun, aren't we? Yeah, we're having a few technical difficulties, but I can tell you my view is way better than yours. Scotty, do you remember a few years ago when we told Maggie that we couldn't do this without her? Yes. We're, pro we're proving it today that we can't <laughs> do this stuff without good technical support. We had to call in Kaylee Ekstrom and uh, troubleshoot her through the phone, and Tone does a great job with this, but we're like, Kaylee, this is where we need you. And she got us to where we are finally recording. It's been about 20 minutes. Yes, yes. We're, we're ready to go. And uh, yeah, let's jump right in. What uh, what have you got? I, got? I got something good. So, Scotty, something fun happened to you this morning. Tell everybody about your little drive down with one of our former sponsors of the podcast. Oh, yeah, yeah. You heard already, huh? Well, so, I, I kind of want to hear your version. So uh, we're driving on 494. I'm riding with Casey Vangsness, uh, head pro at Minnewaska Golf Club. Casey's driving and we're pulling up on this trailer and a truck and I see Green Image Golfscapes. Like, I wonder if that's my buddy Denny. And I look over and I just give him one of these, like just stare right at him and he looks at me and it takes about a second and he's like, who is staring me down? And he's like, Scotty! So then I called Denny right after. He goes, where are you going today? I'm like, oh, we got an event at the Wilds. And you know what? We actually have a podcast as well. And we'll probably talk about this. He was working. He's working in a project uh, just right there, uh, right off 494 and 62. So he said he's been very busy, um, hasn't been playing a ton of golf. And uh, yeah, so uh, that was just happenstance to see Denny this morning. I'm surprised you could see him over the steering wheel there. Yeah, I, at first I'm like, is this Denny? Is it not? And then I saw his face, you know, smiling at me. Yep, that's him. <laughs> yeah, he so. called me right away. He was pretty pumped about it. He's going over to do a project with uh, Ernie Rose, and he's building the green over there. You remember that name, Scotty? Yes, I do. And so he's going to build a green for him. So let's jump into apologies. I'm going to start. I got one that's never happened to me before, Scott. 18... I've figured it out. I've played 18 years of pro-ams. Yep. And this is, this is, I've never heard of it and I've never seen it. I am sure it's happened to others, but it happened to me. So my apology is to Josh Weaver and the LeSueur members. On uh, Friday morning, we're scheduled to play the LeSueur Pro-Am. 7.30 a.m. is our tee time. So we get there at 6.45. We start warming up. Me and two Olivia members, and we're going to meet two young guys from Cuyuna Country Club that we played with last year. We played with their dad also, but he um, he couldn't make it. He's had shoulder, I think it's shoulder issues. So he couldn't play. So we had uh, this going on. So 7.15 rolls around. I don't see the Turk boys. 7.20, we got nothing. Panic starting to set in. You know, I'm, I'm starting to get really nervous. I try call dad because I don't have the boy's number. Can't get a hold of dad. So I go in and talk to Weaver. Hey, we got a problem. We don't know what to do. You know, kids might, something might've happened. We're not sure. Well, can you call them? I'm like, well, yes and no. Finally, 7.35 rolls around. We're past our tea time. We told Weaver, we'll see, maybe we can get in somewhere later. We get past our tea time. And finally I get a hold of dad. He texts me and he says, the boys hit a deer near Malacca. They're not going to make it. 
first time ever, Scotty. And so we tried, we called some Olivia members. Hey, can you guys get over here in an hour and a half? Because I had evening responsibilities, so I couldn't play. The boys are fine, by the way. The deer, the car is messed up, but the boys are fine. But my apology is that we messed up that. I know what that does to the purse, Scott. It's kind of messed up when you plan on 41 teams and all of a sudden you have 40, you kind of mess that stuff up. And so uh, first time that's ever happened, buddy. Can you believe that? No, uh, yeah, I'm trying to think if I've ever had an instance where we've had anybody, you know, you last year, I think the, the closest thing that came to mind for me is last year, the night before Austin, one of the guys on my team called me and said, Hey, I have COVID. I can't play. So you're kind of scrambling, but we've all had those last minute right. shuffles, but never, um, Never have has that happened. I mean, one time I remember Jack Warrow and I meet up sometimes and travel together. We met up in Clearwater to go to the Delwood Pro-Am and we hit standstill traffic. And if, if we would have stayed on the route, it said we were going to be there 15 minutes after the start. So Jack and I weave through like Ramsey there and end up getting like five minutes there before the tea time. And yeah. That's about so, the closest. So we ended up just bagging it. We went over to Huffy kind of set us up for a tea time over at New Ulm. Uh, I felt terrible for it because one of the members, Scotty, that I'm with, that's his only pro-am he plays with me. Oh, man. So you can't squeeze him into another one? I'm going to try, but you know how that goes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm we're pretty pretty much the schedule's lined up. And yes, well, if we have any issues or anything that somebody drops out, he's going to be my first call, right? But you know how schedules go on. You must have a lot going on in that room. Oh, yeah. I hear people over my shoulder, players checking in back behind me going to. Well, maybe you can bring one in for an interview if you need to. Yeah. If I see somebody, I'll uh, I'll, I'll get them wave over them in. Here. Yeah. All right. So, Scotty, what do you got for an apology? Anything? No, I'll apologize. Since I rode with Casey, I, I did not get to listen to the show from last time i usually like to listen to it i mean i i remember everything we talked about um i thought maybe oh, you, you i thought what maybe i thought maybe you would apologize because you tried to withhold my team skin money from the kwlm pro-am oh that's another story yes yes i do apologize to you scotty i did not mean to not give you guys your glory but you did finish second in the event as a team. And then you just won the Lesur Pro-Am. You are on fire right now. Yeah, we, uh, you know, I will say that KWLM, you kind of gave me a, a, a pretty good uh, Mike Grimm, who yep. voice of the Gophers and, you know, football and basketball, you know, I'm a Gopher grad. So that was a lot of fun playing with him. He doesn't play a ton of tournament golf where he plays his own ball. So he got a ton of shots. And I think he made four pars, which were net eagles, all of them, because I think he had 33 shots. So that was very huge that day uh, and helped us out a ton. And in the one gross one net, which is never easy to really go low on. But if you get eight shots right there, that's huge. And then, uh, yeah, we played great up at Grandview. My team, Tony Janu played awesome. We finished third there. And then uh, LeSueur I can't, I was trying to think, I think I won Faribault last year, the hometown crew, and then Lesur. Um, if I win one pro-am a year, I'm ecstatic because there's years where I'll go two or three 
and not win one. So that was fun at LeSueur, never went backwards, uh, came out of the gates 13 under through four holes and yeah, just kind of kept it going. And you're playing very well right now. Uh, it was probably fortunate for me to have WD. You wanted to try to get a forfeit for our little match between the two of us, our season long club pro chatter match. And uh, where does the standing now we're not doing forfeits, Scotty. That's not all that works. All right. That was out of my control. I probably wasn't going to shoot 68 because I, I don't really go that low, but what is it? Two to one Greg snow right now. No, it's two, two because okay. I beat you at Grandview. Sorry. Since we're on location, we don't have the scoreboard behind us, right? But yeah, it is currently two, two. And, and today, today head to head in the same pairing. Head to head to break the tie, but the season is long, Scotty. We got a lot of games ahead of us. And as you know, the pro-am season is just kind of getting going. Once we hit after the fourth, we kind of get lined up for a few. Although I'm not playing Edinburgh this year. Um, yeah, there's a few that I won't be playing in. Are you playing in um, in uh, the Classic up at Madden's? I am playing in the Classic. I missed that one last year, the Classic. I, 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 any of the Brainerd courses, it just feels like a vacation to get away. So we're, we're yeah. going to be there. I don't know who the team is, but uh, I'll be there for that. And yeah, honestly, we've got Luther two today, head pro championship. Uh, how about this? Two past winners of the head pro championship on this podcast. That's right. That's right. I won at uh, TPC of Blaine. Beat uh, Don Barry, one of the yeah, few I times. My brother. Yeah. Remember when Mike Snow and I uh, and Brisky was the three-way tie for the win? I'm still counting it. So, because I don't have many wins, Scotty, but it's fun to compete. So state of the section, Kaylee's not with us. You're taking over, Scotty, a state of the section kind of, uh, you've played in some things now. You're an ambassador for the section, secretary. You need to do a lot of these things. And so uh, start us off. Tell us where you want to go with uh, state of the section uh, items. Yeah, we can, uh, we can jump into tape, Mark. We've got a segment for that. But the big thing, you know, that's happened, uh, the, se the section staff's busy. You know, once we hit June after the first week of June, junior golf starts firing up. The high school season's wrapped up. Carla, uh, I'm sure she's just going nonstop. So junior events off the charts. Then we've also got all of our state open qualifiers. I think, is there eight of them? Yeah, he's uh, got, Tone said he's got one left and then the second chance. Yeah, last one at the old Cannon Golf Club, which That's there right. used to be an event down there way back when. So uh, Tone's busy with that. And then, you know, drive, chip, and putts are starting. And this week, very busy for the junior events. They, today, they're at the Royal Junior Boys. Next Monday, Tuesday, they're at Bent Creek Junior Girls. And they've got the 12 and under championship Wednesday at Applewood. And then the Wisconsin-Minnesota Cup matches uh, are at Rush Creek. So it's similar to like our PGA Cup matches, Greg. Wisconsin junior best juniors versus Minnesota best juniors at Rush Creek. So busy week for juniors, but hundred holes. I, I had to suffer with Foley again, since you stood both Foley and I up, there's room for a third, uh, but we had a great time. I will tell you it's the hottest hundred holes we've had. And it was the oh. firmest hundred holes we've had. You've because been saying this at a lot of events, Scotty. Yes, everything's yeah. crispy. Yeah, it is crispy out there. It's unbelievable. This is 
I mean, 1988, that year, it was like the, the, the hottest year ever. Oh, you got a bride coming in? Yeah, a lady coming in. Yeah, I'm in the wedding suite, but she just apologized. She knows we have this room. So it's, it's, it's been firm everywhere we've played. It's, it's been crazy. About the only tournament we've played that's kind of got a little bit of a reprieve was Grandview because we had a little bit of rain, a little bit, a lot of rain at the preserve on Sunday. That's right. So, so the preserve was a little bit softer and the pines, I thought both were in great shape. Pines, maybe the best I've seen it. Um, but hundred holes was firm and fast. You hit it in some places. Uh, you could get close to some of those drivable par fours. Uh, but Foley and I buzzed around, I think right around seven hours last year, I think we were under seven, but the big news is we raised over $60,000 at that event. It, uh, you know, we've got some great partnerships with uh, Treasure Island and the Click Foundation, kind of our two main sponsors of that event. And just, we had, I think more participants than ever. Uh, and it, it's just, it's just, as you know, it's a, a really rewarding event. You kind of get out there, it's early and you're like, oh, a hundred holes, but then you get into the thick of it and you really, buy in and you see all the flags out there and you see the vets playing. It's, it's just a fun event to be a part of. And I've, I've done it every year now. And each year when I'm driving down, cause it's such a haul to Mount Frontenac, I'm like, God, oh, this is a long day and the next day is long. But then when I'm driving home, I'm just like this, it's, it's worth it. I'm doing it again next year. It's, we have just a blast. So um, yeah, it was, it was a great event and Frontenac, great host again. Treasure Island uh, was not kind on the tables, oh. but uh, but it was still fun to see everybody. Oh, Scotty, we can't go there because people have no idea the amount of money you like to drop. You're like <laughs> you're like Charles Barkley. No, <laughs> there's always a budget. There's okay. always a budget. As long as you stay within that budget, that's good stuff. So, yes. Uh, yeah. No, 100 holes. I'm glad you played. And you, um, you know, I apologize for that already. Yeah. I'm not yep. double apology. We don't have a segment for double apology. No, you don't need to double apologize. Okay, and so, by the way, you donated for my birdies, which, what right. did I get? 26? Less than that. My my bill was under 100 bucks. I yeah, 73 bucks. Three bucks a birdie. So 26. Was it 70? 78 yeah You're 78 dollars right. yep well you had 20 you had 24 birdies in an eagle right yeah so eagles count as double yeah. boom that's right so we have to get that tell us about your eagle eagle was oh eagle was great uh on number 18 your favorite hole i hit it up the left that par five up the hill and i just bombed one and uh then hit nine iron onto the green pin high yeah that's how firm it was nine iron and i was pin high and colin hoffman's like what are you what's your guys's tally i go wait a minute i rolled it in for eagle i go i'm at like 18 birdies in an eagle and we were you know three-fourths of the way done by that point but uh no it was awesome ian leonard was out there on site again with uh, we had some kids come out get some free putting lessons on 18 green uh, Fox nine was out there. It was, it was a lot of fun. Um, last year kind of just was so small because of COVID we still had the event, but just not the same feel. And now it's, 
it's been great um, to, to, to get it back to where it was. That's good to hear. I'm glad that uh, you guys were able to get that in. And that is a nice chunk of change. Scotty, do we, um, I know in the section, we've talked a little bit about this, but that is going primarily to veterans and veterans golf. Is that correct? Yeah, it, it all stays in that previous years. It, it would all stay in that, that hope bucket, but we've, you, you know, we're at, I think 12 hope chapters now. So we've got such a stockpile uh, in, of funds that if people wanted to open or start another hope chapter, there's, there's money there. There's free money out there between those, the George Waters, the license plate, the, and, and if you have a hope chapter, there's funding from PGA national and from our section. So, uh, but this year, uh, a portion of those funds too, just go into PGA reach Minnesota as well. Awesome. Good stuff. All right, let's move on to tape mark. So you'd mentioned it earlier, uh, Grim and you played together and Grim uh, does mainly football and basketball. But as I, I interview him a few times, Scotty, on, uh, you know, our Todd and Friends podcast for the radio station that uh, I deal with in Wilmer that I work with. And uh, so I asked him, I said, Grim, do you have to do other sports like baseball, softball? And he kind of looked at me like, yeah, sometimes. And I go, oh, so it's duties as a sign, right? And he goes, yep, duties is assigned. So Angus Flanagan was one guy that he's interviewed a few times. And he, I, I hit him up a couple times on this. I go, what, what's this kid like? And he goes, he was the most unrecruited player out there probably. I mean, or under-recruited. No D1s were offering him. Finally, he visited Minnesota, and he visited at the right time. It was in the middle of the summer. It just so happened that it was like, oh, this is, you know, this is good. And the Gophers offered him. And the reason I mention all this is because he has turned professional and he played in the tape mark. And you said on, a, on our podcast before, you said, just write him the check. So what do you know about Angus that everybody else maybe doesn't that made you say that? Well, uh, if in Minnesota, we, we follow, you know, Minnesota golf, especially myself as a, as an alum pretty closely and I know Justin Smith and Matt Rachey pretty well. And, you know, I've always followed the program and Angus has been their top player the last two, three years, kind of as a freshman, he kind of burst onto the scene, had some high places and you're like, okay, this kid can be good. And now he, he's made it. I think he's played in uh, the event out uh, Riviera. They do this deal where, some college college kids can uh, they invite them and they kind of play to play in the event and Angus played in it and Justin Smith actually caddied for him in it and Angus missed the cut but so he plays in a tour event he wins our state open last year I think he wins our golf champions last year he's wins a couple of big college events and then he plays in the Walker Cup the Walker Cup who people who don't know. It's, it's the Ryder Cup for Amps, Great Britain and Ireland versus, uh, you know, the U.S. And he played, he's, he's from uh, the U.K. And so he played on that, their team and played well there. So, I mean, all those things. And you look at it this way, too. He's coming right off of golf season where he is a student and mainly just focusing on golf. And they're playing 7,300-yard golf courses tough golf courses and he's shooting five six under on those courses you go to the tape mark 
which is, as we both know, Southview stretched out, can't even get 6,600 yards, and they play it short for the event. It's so, it's going to feel like a pitch and putt for him. And clearly, when he beats all of our section members and everybody else in the field by 10 shots, it was a pitch and putt. <laughs> you so, know, about, I'll just uh, let me interject something and then get back to Scotty. You know, Brady Madsen, he plays for Florida Gulf Coast. And in our pro-am at KWLM, it's the same deal, 6,300 yards. If you stretch it, if you stretch it out and he triple bogeys his second or third hole of the day to go to two over. Uh, next time I looked at this card, he was five under. Yeah. And so these guys who play this D1 7,300 yard golf courses, they just sit back and they go, it's fine. I'm going to have wedge after wedge after wedge, and I'm going to make some six footers to 10 footers. It's just going to happen. So that's to your point about Angus. Keep going. Sorry. So, yeah. So Angus wins. I mean, he kind of came out and I think he, yeah, he was leading after the first day. I'm just double checking, he, but he played the par fives 13 under. So that's 12 par fives, Greg, 13 under you do the math. Wow. Yeah, exactly. I know they're not long, but still, like that you, one par five was Jack Worrell's demise. The nine. Oh, yeah, number six or number four. Yeah, he four. hit it in the water or he hit it in the bunker, then kind yeah. of went all over. But, yeah, Angus, um, I'd have to look, but I think he had – I mean, he had one eagle, two eagles, three eagles – so he did par four a couple. eagles. He four four eagles. Well, seventeen and eighteen. How short was seventeen playing? Seventeen's about four ninety five hundred max. So it wasn't that back tee then? No, nope, no, nope. it's not it the back tee on seventeen. It's not the back tee on four. Okay, 18, eighteen and six play about their length. Did you find it hard to get home in two on eighteen? No, you just got to hit it in the fairway. Okay. It's, yeah. I mean, eighteen right, goes in those trees. But here's here's the thing: if you go right in those trees anymore, there is fescue over there. Yeah. What? Yeah. Let's make it harder. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. An ob an ob tight left. Yes. So the bailout spot where you used to go in the trees, right? I think Phil Anderson said that the fescue is like 10, five or 10 paces off the fairway on 18. So were there lost ball central in there? Yeah. It, it, I mean, you could find them, but it, you had to search and it's not like fescue playable fescue. It's just long grass. They're kind of try. It's, it's a trial. So it's, it's wispy. it is not wispy. It grabs. Oh, Okay. Because we know the difference at some of these links courses between a wispy fescue and the the just the thick can't get the ball out nine iron is way too much lot or way too flat of a face. You need that's, more. That's the thick. It, you can't even get it out. Okay. I play with some guys with some pretty high club head speed. The Matthews brothers. Yep. One of them was in the fescue, one foot. Josh, world long drive, made it there seven years in a row. He tries to hit it out with a wedge and it goes two feet. That's how oh. thick it is. You stay out of it all three days? I got in it once and got a good lie. Oh. But then made double on the hole because I, yeah, whatever. So, um, <laughs> but, you know, I was happy I, I made the cut. It's always a tough cut to make. 
Uh, our team played well. Um, but yeah, just kind of looking at our section guys, you know, other than Angus, we had some great rep, you know, usually there's quite a few mini tour players up there, but, uh, after Angus, we had Chili at five under Chili played great on Sunday, shot six under moved, got solo second. Good for him. Jesse Nelson, our buddy and Derek Stendhal, who's been playing great, um, got to four under, they finished tied for third. Uh, Barry and Snyder um, are we're at one under. They tied for fifth. Campbell Thomas, who's also been playing well, just uh, recently a, a new father. Uh, sometimes that hurts your golf game. Sometimes it helps you, kind of gets you a little bit of perspective. But uh, Campbell at seven, and then uh, yeah, so that's the top seven. Those are all section guys. That's a really good showing. And I know, Scotty, you had said that you want to see one of our section guys win it. Um, Angus isn't going to be that because he's going to be chasing the tours for a little while, yep. and he should. And so it's okay. Other than that, we did really well. Yeah. No, we, we, we did. And, uh, and then just highlighting on the team side, we have a defending uh, champion, the team of Savannah Smith, Cindy Irwin, Janelle Darling and Terry Boutin, I believe they won it last year, won it again. So team of all ladies, uh, defending champs now going, looking for the three-peat next year. Oh, nice. They shot 58 under Don Barry's team, Angus Flanagan's team won back at 57 under. So. So Scotty, we filled up, right? We had all 50 teams that we wanted for year 50. Uh, I think we actually got to 51 teams. Oh, we snuck one more in there. Yep, yep. Every every pro I'm tries to do that. You know, it fattens the purse a little bit. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Different. <laughs> and the pace of play is what it is. At those, you just got to be braced in for a five and a half hour, six hour deal. Correct. Yes. Yeah. It's. It, I mean, Southview's a short golf course. As we talked, all the par fives are reachable. There's some par fours you can get close to too. So you're waiting a lot, and with that many people and those reachable par fives it's just as you and i talked reachable par fives and drivable par fours are fun but they're just pace of play they slow things down yep, they do and that's the thing so you got to accept it scotty i played with a guy not too long ago that i said oh man proms are five and a half he goes i have no problem with that i looked at him i did the huh he goes i get to hang with my friends and i'm playing golf he goes what's the big deal and i'm like you know I maybe need to look at it that way a little bit better because you're right. I know we all seem like we're crunched for time, but some of these people, especially the dollar that people play to some of these, Scott, they want to have a fun time with their, and I know everybody sees it differently, right? Some people want to see it in four hours, whatever, but at Southview, there's nothing you can do. The course is set up for birdies, but also trouble with that. You know, a lot of those drivable par fours or, uh, short par fives you can get into some trouble too but it's for more fun and i think that's the big thing with golf so anything else you need to add for the tape mark scotty no i just think the the section team did a great job i thought the event was awesome uh i know my my friend that uh, sponsors the team that i play on uh every year after we're done and we're sitting in afterwards having a beverage you know after three days of grinding the, the, at least the last two since he sponsored he's like so we're in for next year right like yeah. already like it's, yep. it's 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 365 days away but he's like ready to go again so 
um, the people that play in it really appreciate it. And it's, it's a, it's a fun event. And I, and I love playing Southview. It's, it's like you said, it's short, it's tight, but I mean, if you shoot two under in the event as a pro over three rounds, you're in the top five. Right. So, right. Which, which you were hovering at cut line, but cut line moved for you. Now that was, that was, I was happy about that. You know, it's funny, Scott, a lot of us, we've never experienced what a cut line, you know, that because our section championships only two days, you know, we don't, we don't know what a cut line feels like, you know, we look at where's last place money. That's our cut line for many of us, but you know, it's a whole nother day of golf for you. Uh, Your team was doing well. So you were going to play anyways, right? Yes, but it is not fun when your team makes the cut and you don't, and you could shoot 62 that day and not be in the pro money. Yes. Right. So okay. it was, uh, yeah, I've, I've dabbled the, the, I will say the tape mark cut and the golf champions cut are the two toughest cuts to make. Cause they're small fields. It's a small, like, I think it's top 20 in ties out of 51 yep. at Southview and golf champions. It's very similar. Right. And, uh, I've been on the wrong side of it. I've been on the good side of it. Um, Ideally, you're playing well enough that you're not even thinking about the cut, but that's sometimes it just doesn't work that way. And it's a fine line. I mean, you were only two over par. It's not like you were playing horrible golf. No, no. And that's when I made the cut at two, I looked at it. And if I shoot, Chili was one over. He was one in front of me and he finished second. If I have a great day, I'm right up there too. So it was other than Angus, it would have been a hell of an event. Right. Seriously, it was super tightly bunched. And sometimes you got to view it that way. You know, that's what happened at the ladies PGA yesterday. They, there was a two player race for first and then everybody else was playing for third. Yeah. And that's what they, you know, our girl, remember Patty, uh, Bonnicket? Yeah. That you couldn't say her name. Yeah. I still can't. Tabata Bonnicket. But anyways, she was leading for third place and they, they had to show her because they couldn't just show Corda and Salas the whole time. They had to show some other shots. So there is some of those tournaments within tournaments. And that can happen. All right, Scotty, we got to move on because we got a lot going on with U.S. Open. Yep. Um, I want to start with our predictions. We decided this week that, or this time that we would do, and we didn't have tone, that we would do uh, just five picks and then whoever had the winner. And uh, Scotty, you, uh, you, you know, fell into the wind because John Rahm was your fourth pick. You know, not all of us had a chance to get him. So it was our own fault. But you picked Rom. He was the winner. You also had Xander, who played pretty good. Uh, Dustin Johnson actually kind of showed up. He was he was up there. And uh, my closest was Morikawa, who um, was kind of hanging in there all day. But none of us had Ustazen. Yeah. So, so you would have won pretty much no matter what on all that. So, yes, you have now shorted up. It's now Greg 2, Scott 1, Kaylee 0, and Tone, you know, he, he's – and he can't be with us today either because he's getting so busy. So, Scotty, a lot of people maybe do or don't know this, but uh, back in March, you and I took a road trip with some of our buddies. We call it the Northern Chapter Open. And we had a chance to play Torrey Pine South. And uh, I would say that um, when you're out there, you would the only reason why it's extra, extra special is because of the event. I really, I mean, yes, it's got good views and good things, but otherwise, I mean, it's, it's Hazeltine without the cliffs you know, in my mind. And I, I really enjoy, I mean, every shot that I had, I, 
the guys I was playing with Scotty were like, how do you know that, you know, that that falls away or that goes in? I go, cause the farmers open has been here for 30 years and I've watched every event here. That's how we know these things. And I found it super fun to play. I actually played pretty well in Eagle number nine. That was a highlight for me. I was with you. Don't you remember? Were we in the same group? Yeah. You hit that four wood or five wood on nine. And I'm like, where's Greg? Oh, he's 60 yards right of the fairway. And then all of a sudden I see a ball like this far away on nine. How did I forget that? No, it wasn't that close. I had to make a putt. Hey, how did I forget that we were paired together that morning? Because you're almost 50 and you're forgetting things. I am. You forgot Brad Cole's name the other day. (laughs) I did. I called him Scott Cole three times. Three times. I even told people at my golf club the story that I was yelling at him. (laughs) That's a whole nother topic. Let's go back to our rounds and then we're going to talk about U.S. Open. What do you remember most about your round out there at Torrey Pines? So I remember I've watched a lot of the farmers, but here's what I'll tell you. I only remember the back nine on at the at at Tory uh, wa- from watching the event. So here's what I remember. I remember you eagling nine. I remember all the holes, but I remember you eagling nine and I missed a birdie or I, I think I birdied nine to shoot one over on the front. And I looked at you and I'm like, oh, I'm excited to play that uh, US Open course in the afternoon. And you're like, no, this is the US Open course. I'm like, Oh, this isn't that tough. And then you go and it's like tens, you know, tens kind of tricky. And then 11 and 12, which I went par par on 11 and 12 and watching the U S open. I didn't realize how tough those holes were when we played it. And then 13, I I bogeyed 13 and I was in a perfect spot, but it was that back right pin. Remember? Yep. Which it's tough to, they played it and it's tough to get to that. So, um, and then I think I, I think I made a six or a seven on 17 because I hit it in the bunker because everybody d- wants to avoid yes. the trouble left. Yeah, made a six. And then uh, we have the tiger pin, the final round pin on 18. But none of us, I don't think anybody made a birdie, right? I three whipped it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so... so- you, I, I think you were medalist. Is that correct? I think I shot 77. Yeah. But we weren't all the way back. We were probably what? 7,000. Yeah. That's what I tell everybody is that like on hole number 10, we had driver sandwich. Um, if you hit a good drive and I was hitting the driver very well that day, but then when you stand on that tee, you can turn around and see three more tee boxes. Yes. That those guys played. And what I, what we didn't know, Scotty is that number nine goes away from the clubhouse. Number 10 starts way out past the hospital. You know, yeah. you never would know that unless you're out there. Yeah. You know, that yeah. you're going an entirely opposite. You don't go nine back. And you guys got to play the North course, which was marketably easier, would you say? Yeah, I think I shot one under at the yeah. North course. And, and all the scores were really good. Yeah, it's it's just uh, it's a little bit more open. It's, uh, it's not as uh, difficult around the greens. Uh, but still visually just a great golf course. Yeah. So we had a lot of fun out there. So let's talk about John Rom. Were you cheering? Now you probably didn't remember that you picked him, but because of all the stuff that happened to him at Memorial, did you find yourself cheering for him, Scott, or were you kind of an oosty guy? You know, I, I feel like this is redemption for John Rom. This is, you know, they kind of took the, the Memorial 
win that he should have had. He had a six shot lead. He would have had to shoot 79 to win. It's, it's like, so this, everything worked out. If you ask John Rahm right now, would you rather have won the Memorial and then had a high place at the U S open? He would have said, heck no, give me the U S open win. Keep the 1.6 from the Memorial and I'm a major championship winner. So it all worked out well. I was for sure cheering for him. He's a great player. I think, you know, if you ask me right now, who do you think is going to win more majors between Rom and DeChambeau? They're one and one right now. I'm picking Rom because I feel like his game, he's, he's just got a more rounded game, I think, and he's way more consistent. Bryson has those weeks where he's down the lead. John Rom seems almost like a better version of Matt Kuchar where he's always in the top 10. You nailed it. His game is way more solid than DeChambeau. Yeah, DeChambeau may overpower you and just win on sheer, you know, just sheer distance a couple weeks. But Rom doesn't have to do that. Look at those two snakes he made on 17 and 18. He's a great putter. Snakes. Yeah. Left to righter, Scotty, and as a right-handed putter, nobody likes those. No. I don't care how good of a putter you are. And he stood up and he poured them both right in the heart. And, uh, you, you know, when you saw the one going on 17 – I didn't even think Louie had to hit his in the hazard for it to happen. I was like, well, that's it. I mean, that was such a huge putt there. Yes. Um, and the fact that he he went birdie birdie and just basically won the championship, didn't have it handed to him. I found myself cheering for him a little bit, bud. Yeah. Can you believe that? No, he he's kind of a, especially a couple of years ago, he was the hot guy on tour and, and runs a little hot. Clearly he still You're does. Anger. He had anger. He has anger issues like breaking had. things Maybe yeah but there's another guy they just had a kid right before the masters remember talking about it with campbell perspective all of a sudden you maybe are like does it really make that big of a deal and maybe that just grounded him enough he's been playing great he played great the finish of the masters remember he shot he was down way down they had just had the kid. I had him at the Masters, and he was my pick, and he kind of backdoored to like a top five. I think he finished third or fourth. And then, yeah, just solid uh, all year long. Now Scotty, he's got to win. You hit something there that I think down the road in one of these podcasts I want to talk about, and that's mental health. The fact that uh, we're hearing a lot about this Bubba Watson coming out and saying it. And I think a lot of these guys, are they're helping their mental health with golf by gaining perspective. Yes. And you nailed that of the fact that even Bubba played great. I don't even know. No, he didn't win. He wasn't in the playoff, but uh, cause there was seven whole playoff at the travelers yesterday. Anyways, I thought it was eight. It might've been eight. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Almost in the dark point being is that they don't live and die the golf shots anymore. Not that they love golf any less, but they also realize that at the end of the day, it's okay. If I miss hit a golf shot and don't, you know, and don't win a tournament because of it, it I, I'm going to get another chance next week. If they want, you know, that's, that's really the bottom line. So I, I think that's a big topic and, and huge for a lot of us. You have said that about your golf game, that you had just figured something out mentally, you know, into what transformed you in for, from an also ran player into somebody that can compete with people. And it's not that you're focusing any harder or more on golf. It's that your perspective of life and maybe each shot is better. You want to touch on it a little bit or? Well, I'll just say that it's always a work in progress because I will tell you that after the preserve on Sunday, I shot 79. It was pouring rain. That was the final round of the U.S. Open. 
we do need to hit on Bryson after this and how he collapsed uh, there. But we're gonna have to hit that another time. We're running okay, out of time. Here. Okay. So, but after the preserve, and then I come out and played decent on the front nine at the Pines, not and then kind of lost it in the middle. And I'm coming up nine, and I'm just like, what am I doing? I'm getting negative. I'm not. A, I'm not fun to be around. What? So something switched. I told you I made a little yep. prayer and things, yep. things got better. And I made six birdies on the back and our team jumped up the leaderboard and finished third. So it's, it's not like it's easy all the time. You always got to be working on it because there's going to, the golf course is going to give you a gut punch after a gut punch, after a gut, gut punch. One of those days where you're behind a tree or you're blocked, you get a buried lie, three lip outs in a row. And if you've got the right attitude, you just roll with it. But if you got the wrong, it could just bury you. And all of a sudden, if if you grind it out, you might shoot 72. If not, it's you're going the other way and you shoot 82. So yeah, it's, a, it's perspectives, everything. Yeah, really good take. And we'll hit that maybe harder down the road. All right. Last thing we got before we go, Scotty, have you looked at the leaderboard for today yet? Oh, no, I haven't yet. Look, don't, I, don't, 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 don't do it. Okay. Don't, not yet. Okay, here's your and I, because the, the British Open is we might have another podcast before the British. So yep. today's prediction segment is going to be the Luther Pro Series. And we're going to go only off, not the head pro championship or the assistance, just off Luther. And you cannot pick yourself or me. Okay? <laughs> so we're going to go by total money here. Total money. You cannot pick yourself. You cannot pick me. I'm going to give you first pick. Fire away. Um. I'm going to pick somebody that finished, I think, second to me last year in this event and has been playing great, Jack Hemans. Okay, Jimenez. Jack. Okay, so I get the next two picks. I'm going to go with Roland. Okay. And the hot hand, Campbell. Okay. Okay, you get the next two. I'm going to go Chili. Yeah, that's a good pick. Playing well. And I'm also going to pick another hot hand who played well at LeSueur shot 67. And this is a great format for him because he makes Eagles, Eddie Wynn. Wynn. Oh, he played great. You're right. All right. And I'm going to just stay solid and go with uh, <sighs> Sorensen or Barry. Sorensen or Barry. I'm gonna no go Snyder? No reigning player of the year? I'm going Sorensen. Okay. Sorny played great. 67 at LeSueur. You didn't pick Snyder either. Your buddy. Um, I'll say this because I don't think he ever listens to our podcast. Uh, Brent is great in stroke play, but he doesn't, I mean, although he's up there a lot, he doesn't make a ton of Eagles and you got to make a ton of birdies in this format. So it'll be, he, fine. he will be in the top five. I For guarantee sure. it, but yeah, so you got to get him. on a roll, but you're right. But the winner check might be more than a, if you get the fifth and sixth place guy. So, okay, we'll, we'll have fun recapping that later. Hopefully you or I will be up there. Uh, if we can, if we can maybe get some momentum going in the group today with Andy Smith. How do you do Is this a handicap that Andy has to play with us or does it help him? This is no lie. Andy Smith and I have played in this event four times together. This <laughs> event, And we did not set this up. That's just how it happened to be. So Hey, uh, Club Pro, this has been Club Pro Chatter Season 4, Episode 6. That's Scott McDonald. He's playing awesome right now, and I'm going to try to get you today to go down or to go up 3-2. One more thing. Have yeah. we ever played in a competitive event no. together? Never. 
This, this is the first time. time. So it's going to be a lot of fun today. I'm looking forward to it, buddy. Scott McDonald, Greg Snow, thank you all for listening. Have a great day, everybody.